0: But a woman without any lips to kiss By reason of her having no head
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just as good the second time (laughs) Just Just as good the second time It's
2: amazing fairy tale fix listeners welcome back to the show this is abby and i'm kelsey and this is fairy tale fix as i previously mentioned two seconds ago where we take fairy tales and fix them for a modern audience and we're very lucky that we are joined by two wonderful guests today we're so excited to have on colin and hannah from not my fantasy podcast
1: Woohoo! hello welcome. hello
0: Hey guys.
3: Oh my goodness. How are you? Welcome to Fairy Tale Fix. We're so excited for the stories you have for us today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for having us. It's been, it feels like forever since we talked to you guys on our podcast about mm-hmm. the little mermaid.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. If you haven't checked that out yet, definitely go uh, check it out. It's on all the podcast platforms, it's even on YouTube, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the entire video of, of our faces. I know. It's crazy.
2: And we <laughs> had the best time talking to you two about The Little Mermaid. Like I think we talked for four hours. So <laughs> <a> long time <laughs> about
0: that movie. Whenever we do the Disney movies, they're so long because there's like you have to talk about the stories that inspired it, the movie, and then like all the cultural <laughs> baggage that each yes. one of these of has which
2: like The Little Mermaid in particular has so much like <laughs> cultural baggage. Yeah. yeah. We d- wanna tell us just a little bit about
1: your podcast, what inspired it, how you got started. It was Cullen's idea. So we had a podcast called Glee Boot, where um with our friend Alyssa, we watched all six seasons of Glee, talked about it. It was a thing. Um so if you wanna listen to that, you can Glee Boot. Um but so sort of toward the end of that comes like I want to do another one but I want to do something about fantasy and folk tales and lore and because that's very much in his wheelhouse and mm-hmm. I was like I love giving my opinions on movies let's combine that Perfect. and make not my fantasy podcast so we basically talk about the lore you know fairy tales folk folklore mythology we're doing some mythology uh, at this point I think when it comes out we will have already done some mythology um you know we do disney like we said we did the little mermaid um so we kind of do a lot of that we talk about what inspired the movies and then we break down the movies the themes how it looks and sort of the tie-ins to the original quote-unquote source material um so yeah
3: amazing yeah and they've had some really great guests i think uh the fairy tellers were on mm-hmm. Uh, What other guests have you had on?
0: Um, We just, by now, it'll be out. We will have had overly sarcastic productions. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nice. We just, John from Life's But a Song uh we had the silly marillion when we talked about lord of the rings
1: oh yeah they're
2: amazing were i'm sorry I the silly marillion isn't
3: such wasn't a great just, name yeah. uh, wasn't i just saying insane. that i want them on our podcast the silly I, were you saying that you wanted the silly
2: marillion on our podcast and i totally missed the pun in the name <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know i don't think i mentioned the name of the podcast i don't think you did I was because was like the lord of the rings tiktok guy uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is is he the silly Mar- he's in silly marillion yeah, or on that show.
2: Oh my God, I love him
1: even more. <laughs> I didn't think that was yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Um, uh, yeah, and then we've also had like so- our friend T has a podcast, Obscure Obsessions. They talk about really obscure movies that people may or may not have seen. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean we. We get we're, some, we get some good yeah. guests, including the yeah, host, of fairy tale mm-hmm. No big deal, yeah. oh oh, not to brag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, good, yeah. Everyone, go check out Not My Fantasy Pod. Uh, where can they find you? What are your socials and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, we are at Not My Fantasy Pod on Instagram and TikTok, and then um, we're on YouTube, Not My Fantasy Podcast.
3: Amazing. Hells yeah, go check them out. Right now, after this episode, actually. Don't (laughs) go check them out yet. All right. So we do have a couple of questions that we like to ask our guests uh, before we get started. What is your favorite childhood fairy tale and how would you fix it?
0: I think for me, it is always a competition between Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Mm -hmm. I think there are things I like about both of them. And, you know, I've written two Long musicals about both those stories. So I've thought about how I would fix them. I You've think, written
2: two musicals about them. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm.
0: in in high school. Are you surprised
3: at this point, Abby? No.
0: <laughs> the first thing I ever wrote in high school, and I had that high school confidence of yes, we need to put this on. Everyone I know needs to see it and be involved. You know, we I did a musical of Sleeping Beauty called Briar Rose Awakens, and something that I even recently rewrote it as a screenplay. And the main point is focusing her sleeping beauty herself as the main character in her own story. Cause it's I usually it. the fairies or even Maleficent. Like she cannot catch mm-hmm. a break. So it's like, let's give her her story, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which I did. I was 16. So I did that imperfectly, but I, I improved it as I did rewrites. And then uh, I wrote for my senior thesis. I, in college, I did uh this was like four hours. It was way too long. But this musical called As Dreamers Do, that was a Brothers Grimm Cinderella adaptation Ooh. with a lot of lore. There were pirates in it. Oh, uh, fuck yes. Yes. So, and the,
3: <laughs> I'm in. The
0: main thing was, again, making her the hero of her own story and also channeling the Brothers Grimm Cinderella does a lot of very unexplained things. And kind of being like, how does she have these abilities? Why can she grow trees and talk to birds? And and so, like, there's kind of a backstory where she had hidden magical powers. And Frozen came out while we were making it. And I was like, ugh. But <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I recently rewrote that one, too. And uh, it's, uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of, but there's some great music. I don't write the music itself. I write lyrics. But I had some talented composers that I worked with.
3: Wow, oh, that's so cool! Amazing.
2: I really want to see both of them now. You, <laughs> you can must, listen
1: yeah, to the soundtrack. We can is send the soundtrack a copy? on Spotify. Uh,
0: I have a physical CDs, mm-hmm. and then the musical, the musical I did in high school is on YouTube. I think the one I did in college okay. is on Google Drive. Mm. Uh,
2: you should absolutely
0: send me the soundtrack.
2: <laughs> I to.
0: Yeah, I will. I'll Instagram you. And be like, what address?
2: hell yeah. yeah please
0: do just know that I think it's in the lyric book but you know we were working in like a small studio and with high school age singers so at one point it's supposed to be who kick chopped a horde like he kick chopped a horde of people but it sounds like he's saying who kick chopped a whore and I'm like <laughs> the prince might- did not do a domestic violence he <laughs>
2: did not do it <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not what we're trying to say that's a good
2: good caveat <laughs> love that bad diction good caveat <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Amazing. Hannah, what about you? What's your favorite childhood fairy tale and how would you fix it?
1: Um, So mine is a little bit, it's different because I didn't actually read fairy tales growing up. I basically mm-hmm. only saw Disney movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I would say my top most watched favorite was Aladdin. And even nice. to this day, I haven't read any of, um, like any of the quote unquote source material for the story. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to do that episode on our podcast, Kellen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, Aladdin was the movie I went to constantly. And I was actually nice. thinking about it today. Cullen loves a lot of movies with princesses. And I I just never really got into princess movies because, mm-hmm. I mean, Jasmine isn't the main character. Aladdin was. I love The Lion King. Little Mermaid is, like, the only exception. Um, so I would say Aladdin and yeah. Little Mermaid were my top two growing up, just constantly rewatched so hell yeah yeah. and those are two absolute classics yeah
3: Yeah. good
1: pick so i'm learning a lot from cullen and also from your guys's podcast of just like all the tales that are out there that i didn't even know Mm -hmm. because i I just never got into it i don't know i was very much a a sit down and watch movie kid
3: (laughs) well i think that's a lot of people and that's us honestly like when we read these fairy tales it's the first time we're really reading them and they surprise us so much and it's so much fun kind of discovering them like like Colin, when you're talking about cinderella i actually haven't read a lot of the earlier versions of cinderella so when i think of it i imagine the disney movie so i'm yeah it's it's exciting to go back and like discover that stuff
2: yeah we definitely need to get around to actually doing like cinderella on our podcast because we haven't done it yet (laughs) um i've done i don't think i've ever actually read the original version
0: it's a behemoth yeah. of a story. It is, like, literally, almost in every culture, it is the most universal story. Like, you can't even trace its origin. Like, even, like, top linguistic mm-hmm. the people who do that shit, like, they, I'm sorry, wait, we can swear, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I am like, like, I've listened to your podcast, but I'm like, wait. Uh, but, like, the, like, Cinderella is just this ancient, like, Thing. it is such a mm-hmm. and so we're probably will not tackle it all in this but when this episode comes out of fairy tale fix we'll be in the middle of our cinderella series and we'll be doing five different cinderella Ooh. movies
1: oh that's gonna Ooh, be so of yeah, eight thousand <laughs> i
0: know that <laughs> thing is like we're not even that scratching way. the surface and we're already not gonna just probably ever really include like the cinderella story franchise with like you have Hilary Duff and Selena Gomez and Sophia Carson and Laura Moreno <laughs> and that other girl who was on once upon a time and in that bible camp Oh yeah musical. yeah 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 <laughs> Bailey Adams and uh-huh. Gomez. But like it's just there's, there's so many Cinderella movies like we could never have watched oh, them maybe. all
2: yeah. yeah It would be impossible Yeah you have to pick you have to pick just a few
0: And there's so yep. many but there's so many variants of Cinderella in the world the thing is, like, mm. 95% or 98% of every Cinderella movie is just based on the French Charles Perrault Cinderella. so. <laughs> yeah.
3: I can't wait to find out, like, to see which ones you pick, too. That'll be really cool. We'll
2: definitely be listening to that episode. <laughs> I'm so
1: curious. Oh, yes. Um, you never said how you'd fix them, though, Hannah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, we already kind of talked about Little Mermaid and some of the ways that we would – uh sort of modernize it and we also talked about the new little mermaid movie and actually that's kind of what i'll talk about is one of the things i came away with from the live action remake was that we actually got to see eric and ariel develop as a couple we got to see Mm -hmm. them actually have stuff in common sorry if i'm spoiling it for anyone but um i don't think i'm spoiling anything (laughs) This I kind know. of <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> everyone like, like, has a movie and it's <laughs> yeah. already been out so for basically the like we yeah. actually get to see them develop as a couple and we see that mm-hmm. they have curiosity in common and it's not just like boy meets girl and they're in love, you know. So mm-hmm, I think yeah. that it makes it more palatable for modern audiences and I think it just mm-hmm. makes it more rich of a story, like you can fall right into it, you can fall in love along with them, you know. So
3: Yeah, totally agreed. Yeah,
1: I think I would like that mm-hmm. for Aladdin too. Actually, yeah. and I have not I seen the like- live action remake, and I won't. <laughs> Kelsey I <can't>. does not <laughs>
2: like that one, as I recall. I also have not seen it, partially because Kelsey hated it so much.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did. I hated it. I, I, yeah, I think it. I feel I sad th- that I.
0: I thought it was like more adequate compared to like the Beauty and the Beast remake, but still, I would never choose to watch it over the aladdin animated movie because comparatively like that movie has so much energy and so you watch yeah watching them in comparison to live action is like so sleepy
3: mm-hmm. yes yeah that's honestly a lot of the issues with live action remakes it's like it's hard to go from a cartoon where everybody's overacting mm-hmm. and then watch it on like as it would happen in like you know the real world and it's like oh this is really kind of boring yeah <laughs>
1: Or make the animal sidekicks not look weird.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Oh no, did the, like
2: did Abu look weird or something?
1: I think was he was he? just a monkey, right?
0: I don't even remember Abu. I think my brain is refilling the monkey from parts of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was a oh, good monkey. <laughs> like it's
3: it had a lot monkey. of personality. Yeah. <laughs> they nailed that monkey. Yeah, that monkey. That monkey should have casted him.
0: <laughs> top tier Hollywood monkey. Yeah, top tier Hollywood. A great monkey.
1: casting choice. <laughs> yeah i don't know if we, we said on air but we're doing irish fairy tales cullen and i and oh, yes. uh we, look you we, we all kind of go together we love
3: irish fairy tales here i'm sorry <laughs> which just like when when you sent me the like when you sent me the message saying you were doing irish fairy tales i was just like yes yeah i mean um,
0: yes
1: Cullen Callahan, what an yeah, Irish name. Middle name, My name
0: Patrick, yeah.
1: My name, Aww. not so Irish, but I am pretty Irish. So um Nice. Yeah. Uh so do we just start with
2: background? Um yes. go ahead and oh. tell us the title. Okay. Um oh, yeah. and, and then as much background as you want to give us before our predictions. It okay. depends on how hard you want to make it for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's called The Farmer Punished. And essentially was actually helpful about the online version of this is that it came with sort of a little paragraph before which i'll read but kind of quickly summarize basically fairies don't like capitalism um you know (laughs) amazing you know they don't like the sort of uh concepts of thrift and economy they're all about sharing the wealth you know the ultimate socialist comrades um (laughs) so i'll kind of read the sort of excerpt here Uh, The fairies with their free, joyous temperament and love of beauty and luxury hold in great contempt the minor virtues of thrift and economy. And above all things, abhor the close, hard, penny-pinching nature that spends grudgingly and never gives freely. They seem to hold it as their peculiar mission to punish such people and make them suffer for the sins of their hard heart and penny-pinching hand. And we'll see that in the following tale.
4: Oh,
2: Excellent. i love it i it's my favorite thing about irish fairy tales in particular that like mm-hmm. it's it is super like fuck landlords fuck <laughs> yes. misers um huh? especially fuck the british and like i i love it like Let's go, let's let like, let's hear it for the old ways and hedonism <laughs> and
0: <laughs> I know like, I had so much fun looking through the stories and seeing all that. And like I'm like, oh, there's so many good little tidbits. And this one was uh recorded by Oscar Wilde's mother, Lady Wilde.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: cool. Yeah. Cool.
0: She was a famous fairy tale collector.
3: Oh, that's so funny. I've always seen Lady Wilde in the book, and I never like connected that it was Oscar Wilde's mother.
0: That's I
2: feel like you
3: talked about it have
2: we yeah i remember i remember i read a lady wild story and i was like i wonder if she's any relation to oscar and then i looked it up
1: just (laughs) all applesauce maybe i didn't
2: mention it maybe i didn't mention it on air
1: (laughs) i was gonna say i've been there There there's so many times where i'm I'm like we never talked about this and colin's like we talked about it two episodes ago i was like did we because i was at the episode and i edited it that's weird (laughs) <laughs>
3: and i edited it oh that's the best uh, oh god so you heard it twice and it still didn't stick yeah. Sticks. yeah same it's a good thing we're all, we're so pretty and funny <laughs> you know what that's all you
2: need to be is pretty and funny and then colin and i will handle everything else i guess
3: <laughs> perfect okay um i will Go first if that's yes, okay, Abby.
2: Have at it. Go for Otherwise
3: it. I'll copy I will copy yours. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Abby makes really good predictions. I feel they're like I'm always I the wrong. Most... <laughs> but they're good. But they're, good. Yeah.
2: they're like my predictions are always too detailed. Kelsey's like absolutely winning our points game because <laughs> she goes that's why with I'm general so ones. Boring.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm like genuinely trying to win, even though there are no stakes. Okay. First prediction. I know it says the farmer punished, but I still want to guess that there's a bad landlord. Fuck yeah. I just – Irish. the Irish hate landlords so much, and I feel like – Push them off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be in there. Um, some, my uh, second prediction is that someone dies at the hands of the fae. Not just cursed. I want to predict that somebody, like, dies. Murder. And then thirdly, I predict there are going to be talking farm animals <laughs> –
4: Ooh.
1: interesting all right
3: because that's that's a pretty i feel like that's a pretty common trope in these irish tales they should like say something sassy <laughs> at the
0: end a <laughs> little button line
3: okay my
2: predictions um the protagonist encounters a strange man at the crossroads there's a test of some sort that someone fails
3: Ooh.
2: someone drinks the fairy wine that's what i want
3: uh, yeah! If yeah, I don't get satisfaction
2: do. in this story, I'm going to roll that one over to Colin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I'm saving that one. I'm saving Meg copying that one for the next one. Um, and then Colin is actually not going to be making any predictions because they picked their stories out together. So if anyone's wondering, that's he already <laughs> knows. Which is fine. That's okay. No Wait, there right. are
1: no rules. <laughs> I was like, we could hide it and just ha- just like play up, And then I was like, now knowing nah. that there's points involved, oh, I would have been so cheaty, no
0: dishonest. <laughs> who do you think you are, someone? We're bringing- who do you think we are, someone bringing a case to the Supreme Court?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, spicy. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <topical>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't lie under perjury. That's my hot take. <laughs> or a liondero <laughs> can commit perjury. Yeah.
2: That is a super spicy, mega hot take. I'm so surprised. For <laughs> and
3: for all of us.
1: <laughs>
2: all right. All right. Lay it on us. Please tell. Okay.
1: The farmer punished. A farmer once lived near the Boyne, close to an old churchyard. He was very rich and had crops and cattle, but was so hard and avaricious that the people hated him. For his habit was Mm -hmm. to get up very early in the morning and go out to the fields to watch that no one took a cabbage or a turnip or got a cup of milk when the cows were being milked for the love of God and the saints.
2: One morning. So this guy (laughs) hates mutual aid.
0: Yeah. Uh I would hate this guy too. (laughs) He gets up every morning just to watch. Just
1: Just to to make make sure sure. people don't like eat (laughs) the worst. Literally the worst. Um, one morning as he was out as usual by sunrise spying about the place he heard a child crying bitterly oh mother mother i'm hungry give me something or i'll die hush darling said the mother though the hunger is on you wait for the farmer's cow will be milked presently and i'll knock down the pail so the milk will be spilled upon the ground and you can drink your fill when the farmer heard this, he sent a stout man to watch the girl that milked and to tie the cow's feet so she should not kick, so that no milk was spilled upon the ground. The next Bastard. morning, he went out again by sunrise, and he heard the child crying more bitterly than before. Mother, mother, I'm hungry. Give me something to eat. Wait, my child, said the mother. The farmer's maid bakes cakes today, and I'll make the dish fall just as she is carrying them from the griddle, so we shall have plenty to eat this time.
2: Oh, I'm just going (laughs) to scoop garbage food up off the floor to feed you because that's literally all we can get. That's poverty. (laughs) By trickery. Uh, That fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then the farmer went home and locked up the meal and said, no cake shall be baked today, not till the night. But the cry of the child was in his ears and he could not rest. So early in the morning, (laughs) 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 early in the morning, he was out again and bitter was the cry of the child. Mother, mother, it said, I've had no milk. I've had no cake. Let me lay down my head upon your breast and die. No. Wait, said the mother. Someone will die before you, my darling. Yeah. <laughs> Let the old man look to his son, for he will be killed in battle before many days are over. As and he then should be. The curse <laughs> will be lifted from the poor, <laughs> and we shall have our food in plenty. Eat the rich. Just eat him. (laughs) (laughs) But the farmer laughed. There's no war in Ireland now, he said to himself. How then can my son be killed in battle? And he went home to his own house. And there in the courtyard was the son cleaning his spear and sharpening his arrows. He was a comely youth, tall and slender as a young oak tree. And his brown hair fell in long curls over his shoulders. Father, he said, I'm summoned by the king, for he is at war with the other kings. So give me the swiftest horse you have, for I must be off tonight to join the king's men. And see, I have my spears and arrows ready. Now, at the time in Ireland, there were four great kings. Each of them had two deputies. And the king of Leinster made a great feast for the deputies. And to seven of them, he gave a brooch of gold each. But to the eighth, only a brooch of silver. For he said, the man is a rot a prince like the others.' Then the eighth deputy was angry, and he struck the king's page full in the face for handing him the brooch of silver. On this, all the knights sprang up and drew their swords, and some took one part and some another, and there was a great fight in the hall. And afterwards, the four kings quarreled. The king of Leinster sent out messengers to bid all his people to come help him. So the farmer's son got the message as well as the others, and he made ready at once to join the battle with a proud heart for the sake of the king and a young man's love of adventure. Wait, hang on. I'm just going to go ahead and I
2: need to sort through that paragraph of
3: information.
2: Okay, So Ireland has four kings. There's four. Mm -hmm. And the king of Leinster. The king of Leinster invited his own, like, invited, It seems like he invited the deputies of all the kings. Of all the kings. Okay. Yeah. And then he gave most of them gold and he gave one of them silver. And why
1: did he give that one? A because the thing? man is rot a prince like the others. is Not rot- a prince like the others. Not a prince. <laughs> yeah, i was like there's a typo here, I think. Not a prince okay. like the
2: others. Not a prince like the others. Maybe. He only got silver. Again, the rich fucking suck. Um
3: yeah.
2: like they they're not even nice to each other. No.
1: <laughs> no. And they're just they're pennies. weird and like, classes. Silver and <laughs> because you just suck more. I yeah, you're so.
2: you're not a prince like the rest of us, which means you're just you are on a lower tier. You're trash because you're trash.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: okay, and so then they, they all fought. fought each other, and so now all the kings are at war, and the and this and the king of Leinster needs people to fight yes. the other kings. All right, thank you. I'm caught yeah. up now. I understand <laughs> what's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I, I was this, a petty, I was bitch,
2: like, now I need your sons to come fight the other kings for me because exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's like, help, help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, the farmer was filled with rage. This is the wicked work of the witch woman, he said. But as because I would not give her the milk to spill nor the cakes when baked, so I will not give her the life of my only son.
2: It's definitely Any. the woman's fault and not the petty, <laughs> yeah. and not kings being petty assholes to each other.
1: I mean, what? how did she know though? The she, woman did predict. She I here, would also be a little suspicious. He's <laughs> only hearing this person, so. It is kind of suspicious. But he took the large stones and built up great walls, the height of a man round as a hut and set a great stone at the top to close it only leaving places for a vessel of food to be handed down. And he placed the lad, his son within the hut. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The most. Now he said, the King shall not have him nor the King's men. He is safe from battle and the spears of warriors. But the next morning, I feel like I feel like it's not even
3: so much that he's doing this for his son, but like to prove that lady wrong. Oh, yeah. yep, It's
1: (laughs) his own pride. Yeah. Uh, So the next morning he rose up quite content and was at sunrise as usual. As he walked by the churchyard, he heard the child laughing. And the mother said, child, you laugh by a grave for the farmer's son will be laid in that ground before three days are over. (laughs) And then the curse will be lifted from the poor. He would not let the milk be spilled nor the cakes be baked, but he cannot keep his son from death. The spell is on him for evil. And then a voice said, but his father has walled him round in a hut with strong walls, high as a man. How then can he die in battle? And then the woman answered, I climbed the hut last night and gave him nine stones and bade him to throw, throw them one by one over his left shoulder And each time a stone of the wall would fall down till free space was left for him to escape. And this he did. And before sunrise this morning, he fled away and joined the king's army. But his grave is ready. And in three days, he will be in this ground for his doom is spoken.
3: That's so cold. (laughs) That's
1: cold. Also,
3: my fix is that the child's laughing because (laughs) of what his mom said. Because he's like, (laughs) yeah, this kid is like, (laughs) he's ready to eat.
1: (laughs) Um, so when the farmer heard these words, he rushed like mad to the hut, called his son by name, but no answer came. Then he climbed up and looked through the hole at the top, but no sign of his son was there. And he wrung his hands in despair and went home and spake no word, but sat moaning with his head buried in his hands. And on the third day, he heard the steps of men outside and he rose up for he knew they were bearing the body of his dead son to the door. And he went out to meet them and there lay the corpse of the young man on the, on the bier. "'Pale and beautiful, struck through and through by a spear, "'even as he had died in battle. "'And they laid him in the churchyard, "'just as the witch woman had foretold, "'while all the people wept, "'for the young man was noble to look upon, "'and of a good and upright spirit. "'But the father neither spoke nor wept. "'His mind was gone, and his heart was broken. "'And soon he lay down and died, unpitied by all. "'For he was hard and cruel in his life, "'and no man wept for him.' And all the riches he had gathered by grinding down the poor melted away and his race perished from the land and his name was heard of no more and no blessing rested on his memory. The end. Oh, wow. That was a
3: happy ending. (laughs) Happy ending then. (laughs) Bye, bitch.
2: <laughs> no one mourned you. No one marked your grave. Your assets were dissolved, and everybody <laughs> yeah. was delighted that you were dead.
3: <laughs> yeah. You were forgotten very quickly. Wild. Yeah. Wow.
0: At least your son was hot. We liked him, but yeah. not. You. He, was, he,
1: was he was nice
3: to look person.
1: at. And he seemed like a good person. Like they said yeah. that he was good and upright spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It did seem sad that he was dead. Yeah. He died because of his father's pride and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. greed, billionaireism
0: billionaireism mm-hmm. I love that the story doesn't even explain that he became rich off of grinding down the poor it says he won't let them take anything let's just assume that he's rich we because he's oppressed people and i like yeah. Yeah. I love that
2: like mm-hmm. that's, you can assume that like I love that in Irish fairy tales most of the time that's assumed about anyone that's like accumulated enough wealth
1: was like yeah.
2: he's oh, oh yeah. he's rich we can assume that he didn't come by that in a nice way
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and the rule of capitalism is kind of like you can't get to like billionaire status or even millionaire status without stepping on people yeah and like mm-hmm. yeah. taking away someone's rights or happiness or yeah. general well-being
0: And ireland experienced. I, I don't want to get too much into the history here but essentially like being a colony but in europe and so like Capitalism was kind of invented on top Of them and that like they were the only Peasants that had landlords that had to Pay rent like if feudalism You like lived on the landlord's land And you know and like you
2: worked it but it wasn't like You were paying for it
0: Yeah they had to pay for it and Give them the crops it's like they just Invented all this terrible shit to go To put those people through and that's shit That now we all go through but they experienced It first so they made up and fairy tales about really that hated it Yeah <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. Um, do we have any fixes for that story?
1: Um, My main one was that I kind of wanted to see him get punished throughout the story instead of just at the end. Not so much in like mm-hmm. big ways, but in smaller ways to kind of see the effects of his choices on his own wealth, like how it's ruining yeah. it. So like, he had to stop baking cakes. I kind of wanted his family to like, complain to him and be like, why don't we have anything good to eat? You know, like annoying mm-hmm. him, making him just unhappy. And then like, he had to make that guy go and watch the milkmaid. What if that guy was like the, the shepherd hurting the sheep and then like the sheep got attacked. And so he lost like a big chunk of his wealth that way. Ooh, that's really like, good. I kind of wanted a little bit more of that so that like it kind of snowballs. And then finally, like he has this big loss and then it's just like, fuck. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of my big one. I kind of wanted him to suffer more throughout the story. Yeah. And I wrote <laughs> I my notes. That. Is that bad? <laughs>
2: no. no.
1: That's an excellent <laughs>
2: fix. I think, yeah, I think that's perfect. Le- yeah, that's a perfect one. Because I think that then it snowballs more into, like, um, like, there's a couple of losses that he gets through his greed but he's so wealthy that like there's other ways that he can compensate for those losses but yeah. then there's finally this one big loss that no amount of money can protect you from
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah Um. that that really sort of like delivers sort of the final blow I, I like that that's a great fix Anna yeah
1: my other one was that like I didn't mind that the fairy was like yeah I gave him some stones so he could free himself and he could go get killed in the war but I kind of wanted the son to just die because he was put in the hut and that like he died in yeah, his that father's would great hands
3: too. agreed <laughs> like, the stones like that, that would be more fulfilling
1: or... for me as the reader <laughs> yeah
3: because
2: yeah. is not be bad <laughs> no i think that's like that's more that's more like poetic of like in your in your attempt to preserve the to preserve mm-hmm. this like this person like you inadvertently caused their fate like i always i always yeah. i love i love shit like that where it's like <laughs> yeah that's excellent
3: <laughs> very very good fixes very good story that was really fun yeah. oh irish fairy tales the best
0: <laughs> yeah my i don't have a fix for it my only thought would be you could use this as a backstory for a great like Muddy fairy YA novel where like Ooh. between like one of the fae boy girl both whatever and like the farmer's son and like there's this curse on him because of the what his father has done so you could like use that as like a foundation for like some big epic but
1: Hell
0: I yeah. I just I think it's uh, as it is that I read it and was like wow I just this is perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Colin was like I've got some eat the rich stories It's like yes please
2: uh-huh perfection
3: yeah um absolute no, perfection no fixes Abby, I me. think you got one point that there was well I don't know that this he is failed a for, test I, I he also failed think a this test. is up for
2: debate uh-huh I would give that to yeah, you yeah I
0: would yeah
2: like it, if he just let the kid have if he just let the fairies have some milk like yeah
1: yeah yeah like because i mean do fairies really need this milk and cake our background says no they just want to fuck with rich people and (laughs) so it's like yeah this i think this is a test for him and he fails miserably well because
2: he's also not following the fairy rules because like the fairy rules are that like you do you leave out a bit of milk and a little and a little food on purpose to appease yes And the reason right. this, the reason this fairy child is starving is he's not observing the rules.
1: True. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, he is not leaving out milk and bread.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Which goes to my point, Uh someone dies at
1: the hands of the fae. Does that? I mean, yeah. she frees him so that he can go and die. She knows he's going to die.
4: Yeah. She's
1: causing <laughs> Him to do that, so does she occur it's it's to you,
3: Hannah? Are you gonna give me that point? I'm
1: gonna give you that point, but also it makes hey! me wonder if the fairies also had something to do with the um, war, the war yeah. like starting that fight, and it was just 100%. to punish this one guy. I think that's that's <laughs> so
2: great, though. If that's true. <laughs> that
1: is such a fairy thing to do, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, I think you both get a point because those are
3: Oh, thank you. You are very generous. <laughs> At first I put zero on my thing and then I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, and then I heard like the test. And I was like, there are arguments yeah. to be made for both of these. Sorry. No talking animals and no drinking That's fairy okay. wine.
3: It's too bad. Yeah. That's okay. I we have another someone. story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, Colin, what are you telling us today? My story
0: is called The Good Woman. And okay. I there's some twists, so I don't want to spoil anything by giving context into mm-hmm. the kind of creature this story will be referring to. We can talk about that when it's done, but I think I don't want to ruin the twist. Just the title is The Good Woman, and uh, there's a lot of irony. And, like, okay. the narrator is, like, saying one thing, but I think you're meant to be, like, to, like, read between the lines and see, like, what the narrator is actually saying about these people.
3: Interesting. Interesting. All right, I love it. Okay.
2: Um, uh, I'll go first this time on my predictions. Okay. I think Good Woman does it. I think it's – I think that's actually, like, slang for witch. That's my prediction. Ooh. All right. Um, because I've seen that in a couple of other fairy tales, where like you know the village good woman or good or wise yeah. wise mm-hmm. one or something like that. So I'm thinking, good woman is actually she's actually a, a magic user. Um, <laughs> a magic user. <laughs> I love that she's a
0: spellcasting. She uh, she, she, class. Does, she
2: does magic somehow. Yes, she's and yeah. she's a spellcasting <laughs> class of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm rolling over someone drinks the fairy wine because I want it mm-hmm.
3: I'm
2: desperate. <laughs> <laughs> um and you actually see a fairy in this one.
3: Cuz okay. I also want that. All right. I'm going to predict that uh the good woman is not so good at all. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's, it's not really going off of Abby's. I just think it's funny when it's like kind of a play on words. It's not like, I don't know. The titles never really match the rest of the story. Oh, yeah, ever do. very rarely. Uh, my second prediction is going to be that, hmm, I don't know. I'm going to say that there is an innocent child because uh, we don't know what if what or if there's any type of fake creature in this story they yeah I went very
2: heavy um, on the magic predictions and mine I'm realizing mm-hmm. <laughs> and not on the anti-capitalist predictions
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one was, I'll, I'll give you the hint it's a little more anti-patriarchy than anti-capitalist
3: Ooh, I love that, I love that. Yeah. These, all of that's great uh my third prediction. I want to predict that it's a re- it's based off of well, hold on I'm going to predict that there is a really specific name of a person in the story.
0: Ooh. All right, are we are we ready to go?
2: Let's do it. Yeah, I'm so excited. It.
0: We're doing The Good Woman by T. Crofton Crocker. Uh I don't think any relation to Betty. Uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's
0: good. in a pleasant and not unpicturesque valley of the white knights country at the foot of the Gulti mountains lived larry dot and his wife yeah. nancy <laughs> yeah
2: oh, i should have predicted everyone's nancy? got names
0: <laughs> <Nancy>.
3: <laughs> oh i love that nancy
0: they rented a cabin and a few acres of land which they cultivated with great care and its crops rewarded their industry. They were independent and respected by the na- their neighbors. They loved each other in a marriageable sort of way, and few couples had altogether more the appearance of comfort about them.
2: That is such a cute way to say <laughs> <laughs> that they yeah. had a good marriage. Yeah. <laughs> they loved each other in a marriageable sort Marigible. of way. Yeah. Like-
0: <laughs> Let's not overstate it, but, you know. Not, exactly. not go
2: crazy or anything, but it was fine.
3: <laughs> they were great. They were. They were okay.
0: Larry was a hard working and occasionally a hard drinking, Dutch built little man with a fiddle head and a round stern. A steady going, straightforward fellow, barring when he carried too much whiskey, which it must be confessed might occasionally prevent his walking the chalked line with perfect philomathical accuracy.
1: Wow, this story is so wild! <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna pass that uh test when gets no no he does not in his carriage, carriage. Uh-huh.
0: he had a most ready countenance rather inclined to an expression of gravity and particularly so in the morning but taken altogether, he generally looked upon as a marvelous marvelously proper person notwithstanding he had every day in the year A sort of unholy dew upon his face, even in the coldest weather, which gave rise to a supposition, among centrist persons, of course, that Larry was apt to indulge in strong and frequent potations. However, all men of talents have their faults. Indeed, who is without them? And and as Larry, setting aside his domestic virtues and skill in farming, was decidedly the most distinguished breaker of horses for 40 miles around. He must in some degree be excused, considering the inducements of the stirrup cup and the fox hunting society in which he mixed. If wow, he had also this,
2: th- sorry, this is like Jane Austen levels of like <laughs> shade.
0: Like yes. very
2: yes. polite shade. Yeah. <laughs> He's a
1: sweaty
0: motherfucker. He's a drunk bitch. Like, he He's a always- drunk
2: so, bitch. Wait. With the way the
3: great that this ass? is written too is so like oral storytelling. Yeah, like this, this is the old man telling a story about someone he actually knew, or his grandfather actually knew in the pub. Like uh-huh.
0: <laughs> we get a lot of details about this guy. Uh, I
3: love like and he, some people <laughs> cens- censorous people.
0: You know, <laughs> not, just, me. That, <laughs> not me,
2: not <laughs> me. But they do say
0: he had an unholy do about him. An
2: unholy do about him. <laughs> But they also said a round stern, which makes me wonder is like, is it that important to note that he has a great ass? <laughs> oh, interesting. I thought
1: it was just like he was just like very rotund, but maybe it is. Well, a stern a, stern. a stern's stern is in the back. Ooh. Oh, a, oh, I oh.
0: get it. A round
1: stern? I was I don't thinking
0: know. sternum. Oh. And so I oh. he's
1: fat. Well,
0: he's got a fat oh. he's a thick boy.
1: He's I, think thick he's, anyway. I think he's thick. I think he's thick. <laughs> yeah. He thinks somehow. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, no, I had like Larry Dodd it. has a he's a fucking drunk. He's good at breaking horses, and he's got a great ass.
1: Great ass. <laughs> That's what everyone uh, says about Larry Dodd.
0: Uh, and he he kept fox hunting society in which he mixed. Uh, and if he had also been the greatest drunkard in the county, but in truth that wasn't the case. Like he wasn't the drunkest guy.
2: He's not mm. the drunkest guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He was a man of mixed habits, as well in his mode of life and his drink, as in his costume. He dressed his dress accorded well with his character, a sort of half and half between farmer and horse jockey. He wore a blue coat of coarse cloth, with short skirts and a stand up collar. His waistcoat was red, and his lower habiliments were made of leather. Which, in course of time, had shrunk so much that they fitted like a second skin, and long yeah. use had <laughs> show off that ass, to show uh, off that
2: great ass.
0: <laughs> and long use had absorbed their moisture to such a degree that they made a strange sort of crackling noise as he walked along. Oh this,
1: this is, is like specific. wild. Like they make him like so gross, but also like just funny. He's just hilarious <laughs> so to look funny. at.
0: Uh, he had a cat covered with oil skin, a cutting whip, all worn and jagged at the end, a pair of second-hand, or to speak more correctly, second-footed, greasy top boots that seemed never to have imbibed a refreshing draught of Warren's blacking of matchless luster. He did not take care of his boots.
2: Didn't shine shoes. He not take care of anything.
0: <laughs> one spur without a rowel completed the every dress of, day dress of Larry Dodd.
2: Oh, so even his spurs are just, like, one spur is actually missing, like, the spur bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thus equipped was Larry returning from cashel, mounted on a rough-coated and well eyed nag, though notwithstanding these and a few other trifling blemishes, a well-built animal, having just purchased the said nag with a fancy that he could make his own money again of his bargain and maybe turn an odd penny more of it at the ensuing Kildare fair. Well, well pleased with himself, he trotted fair and easy along the road in the delicious and lingering twilight of a lovely June evening, thinking of nothing at all, only whistling and wondering, would horses always be so low? If they go at this rate, he said to himself, for half nothing, and that paid in butter buyer's notes, who would be the fool to walk? (laughs) That
4: means. <laughs>
0: uh, so it means like he bought it with ious because they start okay. saying that later and so because i was like butter okay uh okay but, uh <laughs> this very thought indeed was passing in his mind when his attention was roused by a woman pacing quickly by the side of his horse and hurrying on as if, as if endeavoring to reach her destination before the night closed in her figure considering the long strides she took "'Appeared to be under the common size, rather of the dumpy order. "'But further, as to whether the damsel was young or old, "'fair or brown, pretty or ugly, "'Larry could form no precise notion from her wearing a large cloak, "'the usual garb of the female Irish peasant, "'the hood of which was turned up and completely concealed every feature.'" so Honestly,
3: up until this point too, I completely forgot that this was called the Good Woman. <laughs> I was so like invested <laughs> the in stock
1: learning God's
3: biography. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, more,
2: make more mean observations about. Larry, yeah.
0: <laughs> because how much you want to bet this man's gonna leave this woman alone?
3: Mm. <gasps> <gasps> um, no, no. I, will
0: uh, not
2: bet. I have no money,
3: actually. Actually, I'm a little worried for Larry at this point. Like, I feel like when you're usually a drunkard and you come across, like, somebody in the road, it's not going to be good for you. No,
0: not at all. Enveloped in this mass of dark and concealing drapery, the strange woman, without much exertion, contrived to keep up with Larry Dodd's steed for some time. When his master very civilly offered her a lift behind him as far as he was going her way. Civility Uh begets civility, they say. However, he he received no answer, and thinking that the lady's silence proceeded only from bashfulness, like a man of true gallantry.
2: Oh, dear. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Not a word more, said Larry, until he pulled up by the side of a gap, and then, says he, Ma, Colleen, beg, my pretty girl, just jump up behind me without a word more, though never a one have you spoke, and I'll take you safe and sound through the lonesome bit of road that is before us. She jumped at the offer. Sure enough, and up with her on the back of the horse, as light as a, as light as a feather. In an instant, there she was, seated up behind Larry, with her hand and arm buckled around his waist, holding on. Okay, so she I have just a like leapt up. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: So was she like walking as fast as this horse, or was yes. he just like lightly trotting, or was he going at a quip and she was keeping up?
0: I don't think he was full galloping, but she's keeping up with him on horse.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a fast walker. I'm a fast that's, walker.
0: Yeah, so it depends great, on, yeah. It really depends on how fast that horse
2: was going, how much I judge Larry for not noticing that this is probably <laughs> a supernatural person.
3: Like, Thank uh-huh. <laughs> you. Well, at least, at least he's being polite. Like he's, he's following the rules. He's doing everything that he should be. Yeah, civility begets civility, <laughs> especially when it comes to fairies. <laughs>
2: gosh.
0: I hope you're comfortable there, my dear, said Larry in his own good-humored way, but there was no answer. And on they went, trot, trot, trot along the road, and all was so still and so quiet that you might have heard the sound of the hoofs on the limestone a mile off. For that matter, there was nothing else to hear except the moaning of a distant stream. They kept up a continued cronane, a drowsy humming noise. Like a nurse hushing up a con- uh, hushing. Larry, who had a keen ear, did not, however, require so profound a silence to detect the click of one of the shoes. Tis only a loose shoe, that is, said he to his companion, as they were just entering on the lonesome bit of road, road of which he had before spoken. Some old trees with huge trunks all covered and irregular branches festooned with ivy.
4: Yeah,
0: grew. grew over a dark pool of water, which had been formed as a drinking place for cattle. And in the distance was seen the majestic head of galtimore here the horse, as if in grateful recognition, made a dead halt. And Larry, not knowing what vicious tricks his new purchase might have, and unwilling that through any odd chance the young woman might get spilt in the water, dismounted, thinking to lead the horse quietly by the pool. By the piper's luck that always found what he wanted, said Larry, <laughs> recollecting himself, I have a nail in my pocket. Tis not the first time I've put on a shoe, and it won't be the last— for here is no one of paving stones to make hammers in plenty. No sooner was Larry off than off with a spring came the young woman just at his side. Her feet touched the ground without making the least noise in life, and away she bounded like an ill mannered wench. As she was. <laughs> That's me. <funny. laughs> <The>
1: an ill mannered wench. <laughs>
0: uh, by your leave, uh, as she was, without saying by your leave or no matter what else, she seemed to glide rather than run not along the road, but across a field, up towards the old ivy-covered walls of Kilness Church, and a pretty church it was. Not so fast, if you please, young woman. Uh, not so fast, no. cried I Larry. Say,
2: and then Larry recognized that this was a supernatural thing and reshot his horse and went on his <laughs> way, right?
0: Mm, he's calling after her. But away away she ran, and Larry followed his leathern garment, Already described, crack cr- crackling at every step he took.
4: Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh that ass.
0: <laughs> Where's my wages? said Larry. Thorum Pog, Machleen Og. Oh, a okay. kiss my young girl. Oh, mm. gross. We're all rooting for you. Uh, We're all rooting for you, Larry.
3: <laughs> I know. Come on, buddy. Oh.
0: Sure, I've earned a kiss from your pair of pretty lips, and I'll have it too. But she went on. Ew. Faster and faster.
3: (laughs) So much cringe. Oh my god.
0: Regardless of these and other flattering speeches from her pursuer, at last she came to the churchyard wall and then went over it with her in an instant. Well, she's a mighty smart creature, anyhow, to be sure. How neat she steps upon her pasterns. Did anyone ever see the like of that before? But I'll not be (laughs) balked by any woman that ever wore a head, or any ditch either, exclaimed Larry. Wow, Larry. (laughs) Some foreshadowing. Come home,
2: Larry. You're drunk.
0: (laughs) You're drunk.
3: (laughs) Larry kind of reminds me of my grandpa a little bit. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Oh, gosh. As with a desperate bound, Larry vaulted, scrambled, and tumbled over the wall into the churchyard. Up he got from the elastic sod of a newly made grave in which Ted Leary that morning was buried. Rest his soul. And on went Larry stumbling (laughs) over headstones and footstones over old graves and new graves, pieces of coffins and the skulls and bones of dead men. The Lord save us. Oh
2: man, men, (laughs) straight men will really go to any length
0: (laughs) to harass
2: ladies. (laughs) Seriously.
0: Uh, They were scattered about there as plenty as paving stones, floundering amidst great overgrown dock leaves and brambles that as with their long prickly arms tangled around his limbs and held him back with a fearful grasp. Meantime, the merry wench in the cloak moved through all these obstructions as easy, evenly and as gaily as if the churchyard crowded up as it was with graves and gravestones, for people came to be, be, to be buried there from far and near had been the floor for a dancing room. Round and round the walls of the old church she went. I'll just wait, said Larry, seeing this and thinking it all nothing but a trick to frighten him. When she comes round again, if I don't take a kiss, I won't. That's all. And here she is. Jesus.
3: Larry, Jesus, Larry Larry Dodd sprung forward
0: with open arms and clasped in them. A woman, <laughs> it is true, but a woman without any lips to kiss by reason of her having no head.
4: <laughs> ah, yes! Ah, amazing!
0: Because he said no woman without a he- with a head is going to get uh-huh. him. No head. Uh-huh. Uh, murder, cried he. Well, that accounts for her not speaking. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> Take it in strides, oh Larry.
0: <laughs> Having oh, uttered God. these words, Larry himself became dumb with fear and astonishment. His blood seemed to turn to ice and a dizziness uh-huh, came uh-huh. over him. Staggering like a drunken man.
4: Hmm. Which he's
0: used to. <laughs> uh, he rolled against the broken window of the ruin. Horrified of the conviction that he had actually held a doulahan in his embrace. Ooh. What's when a, he,
2: is a doulahan Like a, like a, like a head, like it's like, it's like the headless yeah. ghost, right? Like,
0: yeah, it's like a headless horseman variant. It kind of also just means like hobgoblin malevolent spirit, but they were okay. often like headless beings associated, associated with death. I found this in the Banshee section of the book.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: Uh, When he recovered to something like a feeling of consciousness, he slowly opened his eyes, and then, indeed, a scene of wonder burst upon him. In the midst of the ruins stood an old wheel of torture, ornamented with Ah. heads. (laughs) Get him. (laughs) (laughs) Like Cork Gale, when the heads of Murdy Sullivan and other gentlemen were stuck upon it. (laughs)
1: Specific, people. <laughs> I love that it's got
0: specific, like, yeah. more
2: people with names. Yeah, you remember
1: <laughs> Murdy? Remember when really?
0: he got yeah. stuck you up in that jail? Yeah. Uh, this was plainly visible in the strange light which spread itself around. It was fearful to behold. But Larry could not choose but look, for his limbs were powerless through the wonder and fear. Useless as it was, he would have called for help. But his tongue cleaved to the roof of his mouth, and not one word could he say. In short there was Larry gazing through a shattered window of the old church with eyes bleared and almost startling from their sockets. His breast rested on the thickness of the wall over which on one side, his head and Uh. outstretched neck projected on the other. Although one toe touched the ground, it derived no support from sense terror as it were kept him balanced. Mm. Strange noises assailed his ears until at last they tingled painfully to the sharp clatter of little bells, which kept up a continued ding, ding, ding. Meryless bones rattled and clanked, and the deep and solemn sound of a great bell came booming on the night wind. This is giving so creepy. It's giving the haunted mansion like the last scene when you're in yes. the graveyard. And mm-hmm. like that, it has a song. <laughs> Twas a spectre rung the bell when it swung. Swing swang, and the chain it creaked, and the pulley creaked, squeaked, swing swang, and with every roll of the deep chest told ding dong, and the hall vault rang and the Clapper went bang, ding, dong.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. It was
0: a strange music to dance by, but nevertheless, moving to it, round and round the wheel, set with skulls, were well-dressed ladies and gentlemen and soldiers and sailors and priests and publicans and jockeys and jennies, but all without their heads.
2: <laughs> Good. Good excellent
0: some poor skeletons whose bleached bones were ill covered by moth eaten paws and who were not admitted to the ring amused themselves by bowling their brainless noodles at one another (laughs) they seemed to enjoy the sport beyond measure
3: that's amazing
0: Larry did not know what to think his brains were all in a mist and losing the balance which he had so long maintained he fell head foremost into the midst of the company of Dullahan's Undone for and lost forever, roared Larry, with his heels turned toward the stars. And thus, down he came. Welcome, Larry Dodd, welcome, cried every head, bobbing up and down in the air. (laughs) A drink for Larry Dodd, shouted they, as with one voice, they quavered like a shake on the bagpipes. No sooner said than done for a player at heads, catching his own as it was bold to him, so he caught his own head, for fear of it going astray, jumped up, Put the head without a word under his left arm, and with the right stretched out, presented a brimming cup to Larry, who, to show (laughs) off his manners, drank it like a man.
4: Yes! Yes!
2: (laughs) Drink it like a man, Larry! Drink it!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tis capital stuff, he would have said, which surely it was, but he got no further than Cap when decapitated was he, and his head began (laughs) dancing over his shoulders like those of the rest of the party. Larry, however, was not the first man who lost his head through the temptation of looking at the bottom of a brimming cup. (laughs) Nothing more did he remember clearly, for it seems body and head being parted is not very favorable to thought. (laughs) (laughs) But a great hurry scurry with the noise of carriages and the cracking of whips. When his senses returned, his first act was to put up his hand to where his head formerly grew, Mm -hmm. and to his great joy, there he found it still.
2: okay. He then,
0: I know. <laughs> he then shook it gently, but his head remained firm enough, and somewhat assured at this, he proceeded to open his eyes and look around him. It was broad daylight, and in the old church of Kilnus Slattery, he found himself lying with that head, the loss of which he had anticipated, quietly resting, poor youth, upon the lap of the earth. Could it have been an ugly dream? Oh no, said Larry. A dream could never have brought me here, stretched on the flat of my back with that. Death's head and cross marrow bones menting me on my fine old tombstone, that there was faced by Pat Kearney of Kilkorea. But where is the horse? He got up slowly, every joint aching with pain from the bruises he had received, and went to the pool of water. But no horse was there. 'Tis home I must go,' said Larry with a rueful countenance. But how will I face Nancy? What will I tell her about the horse and the seven IOUs he cost me? <laughs> Tis them Doolahans have made their own of him From me, the horse-stealing robbers of the world. that have no fear of the gallows. But what's gone is gone. That's a clear case. So saying, he turned his step homewards and arrived at his cabin about noon without encountering any further adventures. There he found Nancy, who, as he expected, looked as black as the thundercloud at him for being out all night.
4: <laughs>
0: she listened to the marvelous relation which he gave with exclamations of astonishment. And when he had concluded of grief at the loss of the horse that he had paid for like an honest man in IOUs, uh, uh, three of which she knew to be good as gold. So she's like, rich. she knew very three rich. of his IOUs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what took you up to the old church at all off out of the road? And at that time of night, Larry inquired his wife.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Fair <laughs> question.
0: Larry looked like a criminal for whom there was no reprieve. He scratched (laughs) his head for an excuse, but none could he muster up. So he knew not what to say. Oh, Larry, Larry, muttered Nancy after waiting some time for his answer. Her jealous fears during the pause rising like a barm. Tis Uh tis the very same way with you as with any other man. You're all alike for that matter. I have no pity for you, but confess the truth. Larry shuddered at the tempest, which she perceived was about to break upon his devoted head. Nancy, said he, I do confess it was a wo- young woman without any head that his wife heard no more. A, wo- <laughs> a woman I knew it was, cried she, but a woman without a head. Larry, will is, was it is long before Nancy Gallagher ever thought she would come to that with her, that she would be left dissolute and alone here with her, based of a husband, for a woman without a head.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, father, father, and oh, mother, mother! It is well you are low today, that you don't see this affliction and the disgrace to your daughter that you rear decent and tender. Oh, no. Larry!
2: Oh
0: no! Oh, Larry, <laughs> you villain! You'll be the death of your lawful wife after going such. Oh, oh, oh! Well, says Larry, putting his hands in his coat pockets. Least said is soonest mended. Of the young woman, I know no more than I do of Moll Flanders, but this I know that a woman without a head may well be called a good woman, for she has no tongue.
3: Wow. How
0: this remark... Wow,
2: remar- Larry. <laughs> wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. Larry.
2: <laughs>
0: but
1: they love each other in a marriageable sort of way. In a marriageable <laughs> sort of way.
0: <laughs> no, speaking of button lines though, how this remark operated on the matrimonial dispute, history does not inform us. It is, however, reported that the lady had the last word. <laughs>
3: Yes, she did. <laughs> is that uh, the end?
0: That is the end.
3: God damn it. That was so good.
1: <laughs> that was incredible. That was so good. It, you're right. It is a lot like the Haunted Mansion. I never had thought yes. about
0: that. Yeah, it's, but I just love it's like, here's this goofy-ass drunk guy, and he's mm-hmm. tries to be nice, but he's really a creep. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then the, she knows it. The ghosts. Rip him a new one. He freak him out. He comes home tries to be all woes me, and his wife is like, "You what fucking were you idiot!" To do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he a- tries to be like,
1: a head? Are you kidding me? I don't that.
0: The <laughs> good thing, my parents are dead, so they can't see this. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that- and him saying, "Oh well, she doesn't have a tongue." He gets in his podcast promo, moment, but yeah, it infor-
3: absolutely.
0: <laughs> it informs us that that did not go well for him.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Which, all to the good. Oh my God, I wonder what she did to him. Maybe that's the fix for the
3: story. Oh, yeah. He still lost his head. (laughs) Yeah. She killed him.
0: And everyone's like, we get it.
3: (laughs) He was being weird.
2: He was such a creep. Shame about that ass, though. Yeah. (laughs)
3: And those leather pants that go. And those leather <laughs> pants. <laughs>
0: what a great detail, though. <laughs> such a great, such
3: detail. a great detail. All of the details of in the story details. were top tier. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: And only the way that an Irishman could tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love what a
2: full picture we got of the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh. It's just a fun time,
3: and you read it so well. I feel like that's one of those stories that are hard to read because it has the dialect of the way that the person speaks, and that you did such a great job with that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was nervous about that, so thank
3: you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I tend to avoid the T. Croft and Croker stories in there almost, be- like because like like I'm not feeling up to that today. Uh-huh. Yeah, like like that guy Cap has like such a voice, and almost all of his stories are like that. I noticed um lady wild i think is usually easier to easier to get through because it's told in a more like fairy tale style yeah um but the the tea Cropter ones are always told from like a first person of some some old man got drunk in a <laughs> tavern and is telling you this crazy story <laughs> like,
1: i have a question so does that mean kelsey do you get points for every single person who had a specific name
3: no i just get the point <laughs> i just get the one point for that there was a really specific name which is okay i was gonna say there's like
1: seven of them my goodness
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so that was a good point, prediction kelsey
3: abby i think abby got good woman is slain for uh magic using person
0: mm-hmm. so
3: she i think she got that point yeah. Uh, sure.
0: Well, she's a magic user for sure. Yeah. the the, the, ca-
3: the
2: character the is a magic user that they're referring to, but like I don't know if I get the point because like he used the it's called the good woman because of the joke at the end, yeah. which is like. <laughs> um. So they, it wasn't that he wasn't referring to her being a witch. She was referring to her being quiet. Uh huh. Yeah.
3: yeah. But she was the good woman that that's well, true. We were, uh-huh. uh, she was she was a she
2: was a magic user. And
3: she was a magic magic sure. user. That's true. I do get that point.
0: And you get the drinking point.
3: The fairy we, wine.
0: And he drank nice the
3: fairy, fairy wine.
2: wine. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually saw a fairy. I'm three for three. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I think you got all of those. Um, I definitely oh, yeah. I said the good woman is not so good at all.
0: That's I would I mean, depending on your definition of good, but she's sorry. uh an undead spirit so i, I think that
3: you, yeah, yeah. the dual hand is not so good yeah. <laughs> um no innocent children but the really specific name is like two points yes
2: oh man we really scored on that one i'm excited yeah
3: irish fairy tales are always so good they're always so like i don't know there's just so many great tropes that are mm-hmm. transcend all of them
0: yeah, they're just they and they maybe it's the way they're recorded. They just they don't seem very like oh we're in like a French salon telling this story. It's like you know we're at a bar, yeah, a pub fine. talking talking shit about old Larry Dodd. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, but other other, other people, are. people um.
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know her. how what Nancy did, but let's just say she had the last word. She got the
2: last word. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's
0: so amazing! I love it so much.
2: Uh, also, you- are there any other fixes for it? I have some. Perfect.
0: I mean, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's hilarious. I mean, my fix is that. So I have a couple, like either one, like so. Larry does has like harassed a few women on the road, mm-hmm. and so his wife hears about it, and she summons a fairy. Essentially, no. like, she calls the Dulahan to be like, get my no-good husband. And then maybe her and the and the Dulahan lady are best friends, maybe eventually lovers.
4: Oh. No. You know, like,
0: we kind of get an alliance <laughs> between her and that, or, like, uh, she, I'm trying to remember, I think the other one was, like, that she, like, leaves him at the end. Mm-hmm. you know
3: yeah because
0: he's being a creep he's being a creep yeah. yeah
3: yeah i love the i like the first one a lot about them <laughs> like being getting close and yeah. then uh-huh then she leaves nancy leaves him <laughs> yeah regardless <laughs> to be with the dual hand
0: <laughs> yeah i think the other I, one was just that he dies he did that yep
3: yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's my fix for
2: it honestly it's a like yeah um fuck around and find out (laughs) yeah literally
3: lose your head yep be a creep literally lose your head (laughs) like he wasn't i feel like and he was doing so well at first i was like good he's offering her a ride like he's being
0: yeah yeah, but like Curious. apparently that red comes strange. Literally
3: stitch. stomping over her skeleton bones to-, <laughs> yeah. to
2: sexually assault her. I know, because yeah.
0: I had I had like, oh, he's like a nice guy. And then I was like, oh he's he's a that kind of nice guy.
2: Nice guy. Yeah.
3: I give you a ride.
2: Obviously, I deserve something now. Like yeah. I put nice action in sex out now. Where <laughs> is that? <Yeah. laughs>
1: Yeah, transaction. This is a transaction. he's yeah. like, "Where's my wages?" Like, you yeah. are a machine. I put.
0: <laughs> machine, I put ride get kiss. I haven't seen your kiss. face. You could literally be dying of leprosy right now. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah.
3: know. It's so weird too. He's just like, uh, "Yep, get on my horse." Like,
1: and that he doesn't know. notice any of these little supernatural details at <laughs> yeah. all. He's like, all. okay, he's kind of got this coming to him. <laughs>
2: Yeah. absolutely
1: he deserved he deserved to die die he has supernatural if, radar
3: if it's like one of those stories that he tells because he was so drunk
1: mm.
0: and yeah. like he,
3: you know fabricated all of it to kind of have like a you know big fish story i don't know
0: yeah Maybe? trying to explain to his wife how he lost
3: yeah a exactly how <laughs> he lost a uh-huh. horse and uh, like well <laughs> I only remember part of it and it was following a woman. Just <laughs> following the woman.
1: <laughs> I wonder what happened to all those uh IOUs. The, what was it? The butter buyers?
0: Butter buyers.
1: The butter buyers coupons or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. IOU. So he probably got Someone he, went, came collecting.
1: he went poor too. Yeah. So.
2: probably. Maybe like she got the last word by I I think Kelsey's right that she got the last word by leaving him. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
0: she got some some money left over from her parents probably. i hope so i think because mm-hmm. irish culture you could leave money to your daughter i think so i think i think it's france where, like sorry no but <laughs> ah, they found i think they found ways but it was a little easier for women to have something
2: like yeah your daughters could directly inherit something from mm-hmm. their parents yeah. like i think that was actually like a a major point of um Oh, I started listening. This is totally a tangent, but I started listening to a podcast called Royal Blood. Oh, recently. I love that
1: podcast. Oh, it's the guy so who good. does lore, yeah, he Wait, that, produces
0: is, it. Is that different nope. from Noble Blood or
1: Noble no. Blood? Thank Noble you, Blood. Okay. Noble yeah. Blood.
0: Okay. Such a good show. I love yeah, that. He show. produces it.
1: The guy who does lore, he produces it.
2: He oh, produces okay. it. Okay, because yeah. um, like it's definitely a different. It's definitely like it's a woman who runs. Who yeah. does The actual Dana show.
0: Schwartz, love her. Dana yeah, Schwartz, yeah. yeah. And,
2: I listened to her episode on, like, this Irish pirate queen that yeah. was alive oh, yes. during Queen Elizabeth the first time. Um, and I think that, like, she became queen because she actually, she did inherit, like, she inherited her, like, family's land and property and or yeah. her husband's or something. But inheritance rules are such that, like, yeah, Irish women could inherit things from their parents
0: yeah it's i not to not get too detailed it's basically like in celtic and germanic cultures there was a concept of like women as just people so they could inherit things and the classical tradition the roman tradition did not uh believe that so there was like a clash and you actually see it in like different structures in the church of these two concepts at odds and like it's a big thing in the middle ages and the renaissance of like these two cultures having different values when it came to that. And like in the Renaissance, that Latin culture becomes so dominant that that kind of overtakes.
1: Yeah. Yep. I have to listen to that episode. I haven't heard that one yet.
3: Oh, I know. It's I just saved that on time. my Spotify. I'm like, oh, I'm listening to that later. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah, it's so, it's such a great podcast. I really enjoy yes. it.
3: Speaking of excellent podcasts, um, Colin and Hannah, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on Fairytale Fix. Uh, remind everyone where they can
1: find you at Not My Fantasy Podcast. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Not My Fantasy Pod, and we are on all the platforms. Um, so, Not My Fantasy Podcast—you just give us a search, and then yeah, on YouTube, you can see our wonderful faces every other week talking about fairy tale, folklore, mythology, movies, and the lore that inspired them.
3: Awesome! Yay! Go check them out, and we'll also post it like in our socials and stuff. Links to with all their stuff. And uh, with that, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you
2: so much for listening to Fairytale Fix. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple or leave us five stars on Spotify or wherever else they'll let you do rating and reviews. If you want to support us in other ways, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at FairyTaleFixPod. We also uh, will take your emails with joy about fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, anything you want to talk about. Um, I've been getting fan fiction recommendations lately from someone. Uh, It's fantastic. And You can send all of those to info at fairytalefixpod.com. Hannah, what's your fix?
1: Uh, So my fixes were that I wanted to make sure that this story punished the farmer even more. I wanted to make sure that he got punished at every stage and I really kind of would have liked his son to die at his own hands instead of the fairy sneaking in there again. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been more fulfilling and more punishment. (laughs) So good. So good. (laughs) Scathing.
0: (laughs) Uh, And I guess my fixes for both stories is just, add a human fay romance so the wrong family member Ooh, yes. the wrong family member gets to one up their evil or <laughs> shitty relative
2: flawless <laughs> and, and they, they all, all live
4: happily,
0: happily ever, ever after. after the and end yeah.
4: <laughs>